I've got a bone to pick with you. I'm just kidding. You're fine. Have you ever said that to anyone or thought that about someone? I've got a bone to pick with you. You know, this phrase, uh, this strange phrase, actually comes from uh, watching dogs. If you think about it, it makes sense. At some point, people would watch a dog chewing and working on a bone for hours or days, the same bone, trying to pick it clean. Or they might see two dogs fighting over the same good bone, and after a while, eventually one of them finally wins it. So think about us. Uh, For us, having a bone to pick is about taking as much time as needed to discuss through or argue out an issue until it's been either exhausted or it's been resolved. The bone's been picked clean. There's nothing left to say on the issue. So yeah, there's a lot of bones to pick in life. And usually picking a bone involves uh, two people engaging the same situation, and you hope over enough time and energy and dialogue, the issue does find its revolution. So good question is, um, have you ever had a bone to pick with God? You know, have you ever been honest or bold enough to tell God, I have a bone to pick with you. We need to talk about this. We need to get to the bottom of this. And this isn't as bad as it sounds. Because after all, bringing your problems to someone is an act of intimacy. And the exchange we hear today between Jeremiah and God is a great example. In my opinion, Jeremiah might be the most relatable prophet in all Scripture. You know, he knew what it was like to be conflicted about his relationship with God. He understood what it was like to be confused about God's will in his life. And he knew how to struggle with living out his calling. Not so different than many of us. But Jeremiah always went to God, always went to him in his frustration, in his confusion. And he always engaged God when he had a bone to pick. In the end, he always said yes. And he always came out of that time with greater trust and confidence, even when he didn't get the answer that he wanted. So what we heard today is something of a vocational crisis. And these are some of his most uh, famous words, Jeremiah. says, You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me, and you triumphed. Sounds like picking a bone. Because it was hard enough for Jeremiah to accept his calling to begin with. But when he finally said, yes, okay, uh, let it be done, he found out that the work he had to do required a lot of hesitation and resistance and rejection and mockery and even hostility. His message he had was a hard one. Jeremiah was the prophet to have to warn everybody around him that they needed to change their ways 
return to, return to the Lord and prepare them to be exiled from their land if they didn't listen. And the short of this, in the course of this short prayer, he vents to God that he basically hates the work that he's there to do. But as he goes through it, he comes to the conclusion that it's even worse to hold in, you know, the words that God has put into his heart. So God loves our prayers of thanksgiving, and he loves our prayers of need, but he also wants our prayers of frustration and our prayers of confusion and even our prayers of anger. In other words, he wants complete intimacy with us. He can take it. He's God. He wants it all. And remember that God doesn't need our prayers. We do. You know, our prayers don't change God's will. It changes ours. So when we're honest and bold enough to pick a bone with God, two things can happen. One, God always wins. Thank God. We want him to win because what he wants is always for our greatest good. And two, sharing this raw and intimate time with God in our struggle, in that time we've drawn closer to him and farther away from the enemy that wants us to handle it on our own. And we will always walk away better for it, having poured ourselves out. We'll walk away with greater perseverance and trust. We hope to walk away with the, whatever inspiration we need in that moment. And regardless, we can find the greatest peace, having brought that to the Lord. And through that time, we hope that we will desire his will more than ours, and often we do. And that's why today, when Peter, in the, in the scripture reading, challenges Jesus, he gets such a strong response. You know, when Jesus was explaining that he had to suffer uh, betrayal and violence and death in order to rise, Jesus was probably going through this process with the Lord at that time, I doubt he was completely calm and even keel when he was talking about all this. I bet Jesus, being human and all, was looking for peace and comfort and understanding as he's trying to understand what he's called to do. He knows what he's called to, but he didn't, I'm sure he was disturbed and, and concerned about all that needed to happen and how it needed to happen. So when Peter urged Jesus to avoid this path, you know, and save him this terrible trouble, he says, get behind me, Satan. He says, you're an obstacle for me. Which is harsh, you know. Peter, no doubt, had loving intentions for Jesus. But essentially he was saying, Jesus, don't pick this bone. Jesus, don't pursue this one. So unintentionally, he was urging Jesus away from intimacy with the Father. You know, like isolation 
or handling things on their own. And that's what the enemy wants when we're struggling. So self-discovery always comes out of uncertainty. And if we really want to find ourselves and find our life, like he tells us, there's only one go-to person, God. And that's why we follow Jesus, because Jesus is the one who shows us the way to the Father, the one who has all the answers. But we have to engage him in our confusion and run him in our anxiety. We have to enter into it with him, whether we are desperate for the answer or whether we are afraid of the answer. So at this time in our life, what bones do you have to pick with God, no matter how difficult they are? Is it, why can't I shake this habit? You know, why can't I change? Or is it, why am I going through this right now? Or why are they going through this? Or is it, Lord, I know you're here. I know it, but why don't I feel you here? Or, why haven't I found the answer yet? Why don't I know yet what's coming next? And sometimes we find the answers like this. If we just stop and take two minutes of silence with the Lord, sometimes it can be that easy. But most of the time, all it requires is for us to simply walk forward in faith. Just walk forward until we find resolution. And that could take all week. You know, that can take, it could take a couple months. It could take a year. It could take a couple years. And some answers may take a whole phase of our life. But the point is, one of the points is God we're talking about here, is that he loves us too much to just tell us the answer. He wants to walk with us and show us the answers to our prayers when we're ready to hear the answer. And if we do pick that bone with him, he'll give us, through that encounter, all that we need to just walk the journey until it's been picked clean. And there's nothing left to say, but thank you, Lord. <laughs>